0: ghostly voices in a dark room and a tug on the bed covers. When you go to sleep at night, are you one of those people who can leave their feet exposed or are you one of those people who has a little bit of fear when your feet are uncovered? By the time we get to the end of this episode, you're definitely going to want to cover your feet up. (laughs) Welcome to History and Mysteries, I'm your host, Regina Helton, and I've got an extra spooky story for you. Today's episode is a two part story, and it starts the season finale. If you have not listened to the other episodes in this season, you're going to want to go back and do that because there are teasers leading up to today that you need to hear about to really give this story um, full effect. So today's episode is a story that is so scary that as an adult, when I tell this story, it still makes me uncomfortable and I cannot wait to tell it. So in the past episodes, we have talked about the Campbell Street House. The Campbell Street House has been the star of the last few episodes as we've went through various stories that family members have experienced in the home. And each story creates a sense of perhaps a heightened spookiness that finally just explodes with this story. Especially the story, you may remember, about the young man who had the ghostly visitor. The visitor that he actually thought was his friend, who nobody knew was there. And the bedroom that we talk about in that story is actually the setting for today's story. So, let's get started. This story comes from my mother, and she has always told this story in one variation. Over the years, I've only heard one version, or let me say, I had only heard one version until one night when the full story came out, sort of on accident. Uh, We were just kind of hanging out with a family friend, and the friend actually was wondering why the second part of this story was missing. And with much nervousness, my mother finally told the unheard side of the story. And let me tell you, it it is a it's a heck of a story. (laughs) So without any more lead up, here we go. Let me set the stage for you. So after the incident with the young man who was actually my mom's brother, so go back and listen to The Ghostly Visitor, after he had the experience in the upstairs bedroom of the Campbell Street house where he thought he had talked to his friend in the middle of the night later to find out he had not, um, he gave up that bedroom and decided to you know, set up his bedroom in another area of the house. And you may remember that from the past episodes that he had actually painted the room purple and black. And those colors were not colors that made uh, my grandmother very happy. But the colors of the bedroom has just always been sort of an enhancer to this story. So the story goes that after he gave up the bedroom, my mother was a young girl was super excited to take over this bedroom she could not wait to move upstairs in this duplex style home and have this large bedroom in the upstairs all alone and just probably feel like such a grown-up in this upstairs bedroom so the young girl my mother took all of her belongings upstairs hung all of her favorite posters on her wall made her room look, you know, super cute for a preteen. She was very excited to make this her space. And the story goes that her first night in the room, right when it was dark and bedtime, she got into her bed with her pet Chihuahua, whose name was PJ, (laughs) and was getting ready to settle in for the night and enjoy her first full night's sleep in her brand new bedroom. But she started to hear voices. Voices that she couldn't quite make out what they were saying, she could just hear them. And she said that the voices continued to get louder. They started out as a whisper and then gradually just increasing in intensity. Her first thought was there must be someone in the alley. Someone must be fighting in the alley next to the home. There must be an argument or something going on outside to create this conversation that was taking place. She couldn't make out the words, but she could hear the voices. So it wasn't uncommon, like we've said in the past, for there to be some type of noise or commotion going on in the alley next to the house. But once again, that rationale for spooky activity just wasn't there. She went to the bedroom window, looked out into the alley, and there was no one there, just the streetlights. So she got back into her bed, and she said the voices continued to get louder and louder and louder until it was obvious that a man and a woman were arguing in the room with her. And even though the voices were loud, she could not make out what exactly they were arguing about. It was just the commotion of arguing going on all around her, echoing around the room, but not visible to the eye. She said that she laid there sort of in shock that she was listening to this argument, this invisible argument that had no explanation. And then slowly, one by one, each one of her bedroom posters dropped from the wall. Starting on one corner of the room, One by one, every poster came loose from the wall, slid down the wall, and landed in the floor. She said at this point her pet chihuahua started to growl and became very uncomfortable with what was going on in the room, growling at whatever invisible entity was in the room with her. But there was nothing there, just the darkness around her. She said she laid there for what felt like hours, too afraid to move, Too afraid to budge. Not sure what to do, but just listen. As the commotion of the voices started to calm down, she lay there in what she thought was finally silence. This experience had come to an end. But slowly, she says, that the attic doorway, which occupied one side of her room, the doorknob began to turn. Not fast, just slow. As though someone was slowly opening the door. She said the doorknob just turned back and forth, back and forth, over and over and over again. And she laid there in fear that this door would pop open at any minute, but it never did. It just turned over and over again. At this point, her chihuahua was in full defense mode, not just loving this commotion that was going on around him. She said he was barking, growling, and then he finally just started whimpering. He got down under the covers and was just whimpering. And she said she knew that whatever was going on wasn't supposed to be going on, but she didn't know when it would stop. And that's where the story has always ended. This is where my mother would say that she went downstairs And told my grandmother the story, and she just brushed it off, and then life went back to normal. My mother didn't spend a second night in the bedroom. She packed all of her things back up, just like her brother had done, and moved back downstairs into her old bedroom. And my mother would say that for years to come, there are various stories of the attic doorknob turning, voices in the room that other people experienced. And I thought the story was done with just this version. In next week's episode, we will take this story to the second part version, which pulls this whole story together into one fully terrifying ghost story. If you're enjoying the History and Mysteries podcast, there are multiple ways for you to show your support. You can go to the website at historyandmysteries.com where all of the episodes live forever and you can listen to them as many times as you want. You can also read some of the written stories that go along with each episode that sometimes give a little bit more detail than what's available in the podcast episode. You could also join the fan club where we give Early access to weekly episodes and some behind-the-scenes look into the people of these stories. If you want to follow along on Instagram, you can do that at History and Mysteries. And we're starting to go live each week with a guest where we're telling a story live on Instagram. And that's a lot of fun if you want to join in. And lastly, you could tell a friend. Tell anyone you know who enjoys mystery, history, paranormal encounters, and spooky stories.